It's Mario Murray and Mississippi State football talk here in the doghouse on the Believe Podcast Network. Welcome back to our doghouse neighbors and welcome in all you guests as we talk Mississippi State football. And thanks to our sponsor, Bet Online, where the game starts. What else starts now? The 2022 Mississippi State football season, of course, and with it, a new version of the doghouse. A great big welcome to former Bulldog, three-time All-Southeastern Conference linebacker, veteran of three National Football League clubs, if I have my count right, and a just-playing-great guy, Mario Hagan. Introduce yourself, sir. Well, David, you did a great job of pushing, <laughs> pushing the name out there. Uh, you just uh, you left off the All-American, if I could just be a little uh, uh, overwhelming myself. But thank you for a great introduction. Glad to be here today. And yes, you were an All-American playing for Joe Lee Dunn, which in itself qualifies you for being an All-American. You survived playing four years for Joe Lee Dunn. Yeah, that's quite a feat itself. If anybody knows Coach Dunn uh, playing under that guy, he has strict uh, rules, strict intentions for how the players play. So yeah, I, w- I would say so myself. David. Also, uh, we talked a little bit last week in our test, but uh, for the also for the fans who remember you and remember you fondly, give us an update. You're married to a former Lady Bulldog volleyball player. You have two kids, and I still can't believe you're letting your son play quarterback. <laughs> well, David, one of those things that happened, man, when you uh, have a kid and, and you teach them to have their own mind, and he's doing just that. He wants to play quarterback. He's playing quarterback right now with a little bit of linebacker. We hadn't let him get, get away from it totally, but he's, he's doing fine there. Uh, me and my family, we're, just, we're here in Dallas, Texas, uh, living, living, living life. My daughter, she's a senior in high school now. She has some opportunities to go play college basketball. Uh, not in a bulldog uniform, but that's okay. We'll be fine. We'll play, and uh, we'll just let the legacy continue, man. Of uh, the Hagen name playing in the college, uh, the college ranks, and the college lore. Yeah, and speaking of your son, maybe he recognizes where the uh, sad trend of all football, all levels, is to offense instead of good old defense. <laughs> maybe there, that's where all the, I guess that's where all the name, image, likeness money is going. So you've got to think about that in the future too, I guess. Yeah, he's uh, again, he's one, he's one of those kids, tall, slender kid, got a nice, strong arm, and he sees all the uh, Josh Allen, the Cam Newton, and the Lamar Jackson of the world making the big money. I think. That's the biggest influence right now. If you saw Russell Wilson uh, just got a big <laughs> contract, we saw one of our own Dak Prescott get a huge contract. He's the face of our university at the moment. So, yeah, I wouldn't say it's a bad gig if he can pull it off. If he can pull it off, and we'll be following his careers and your daughter's career uh, from a distance here very closely. And by the way, fans, let's note this here is a team up of a proud man from Clarksdale in the Mississippi Delta and a native of the free state of Jones. Uh, that should just about cover both extremes of our home state, shouldn't it? Yeah, definitely, definitely, man. Definitely Clarksdale representing Mississippi, representing the Bulldog Nation, loud and proud. Before we get specifically into this Mississippi State season, let's give a moment, too, for our sponsor, Bet Online. It's the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports, contests, and events with first-to-market odds and lines. Find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball. Their season's winding down now, but still time to get in on that action. The National Football League, which is about to crank up in another week. National Basketball Association, hockey, combat sports, esports, and even golf. Well, Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for your all your sports information from live in-game betting, props, and futures. 
Head to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to join today and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BLEAV50, that's all caps, B-L-E-A-V, 50, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. All right, we're back to starting the season. Mario, you went through this in high school. You went through it in college, the National Football League. Before we get specifically into Mississippi State, just give us some insight into what goes into opening week and first game. What does it mean to players? It's, it's, a, huge, it's a huge moment, especially for those new guys, those guys that are now becoming starters, those guys that are now their name is thrust into the college, college, high school or whatever level it is into the expectation of them. So it's, it's a huge deal. Uh, and, and in this case of the Mississippi State Bulldog, you, you wonder, can we can can they go back and and put up the numbers that they started to put up offensively last year? And you and when you start a season and then with with the guy, they're always the things come up. Who's going to be the guy that steps up? You wonder, are you the guy that's going to have that All-American breakout season? As a coach, you wonder who's that guy going to be the leader of your football team? And in my time, uh, after my sophomore year, going into my sophomore year, I was a confident player. Coach mm-hmm. Tom, Coach Cheryl, Coach Tompkin, they gave me the confidence to go in and, and be that linebacker that I became. I, but I also followed behind guys like Fred Smoot, Ellis Williams. So I had leadership. To, to help me get started. And so that's what you look for. That's the biggest thing. Who's going to be your leader this season to help your team get to that next level? And that's something I hadn't thought about, but you're definitely correct on that. Now, by all indications, the leader of this Mississippi State team, certainly on the offensive side and generally overall, is quarterback Will Rogers. And it's always good, even a defensive guy will admit, when the quarterback is recognized as a leader because so much is weighing on his shoulders. But uh, – when you you also have to have guys that maybe don't have that proud title of the leader, but do things either quietly or do just, you know, a little something here or there, especially Mario, when you're trying to ease new players or maybe guys who have redshirted or waited their turn, ease them into this full-time responsibility. As I mentioned, there's always new guys on the horizon. Every year, some guys have to be replaced. You look, you look at, you lose a guy like Charles Cross on the offensive line. And that left tackle spot, which is truly important to uh, Will Rogers' uh, safety back there. So you wonder, can that guy at the pressure of not only replacing Charles Cross, but can you be that premier left tackle who's developing there to to linchpin Mike Leach's offense, which throws about 80 to 90 percent of the time? That's a big question. You lose a guy like Makai Polk, who uh, uh, Will Rogers was, was throwing to, had a lot of huge catches, a lot of a lot of huge moments in that in that maroon uniform. So things like that come across, and guys, are, uh, you wonder who that guy is going to be. Uh, do we know right now? Is it Austin William? Is it Wiley right Wiley right now? Who is it? So at, going into the season, there's a lot of questions. But what we do know, there's someone somewhere in that locker room that will and has to step up. Absolutely. There were there any old rituals that you had as a player to get a season started. Uh, I don't know if I had any rituals as a player to get the season started, but I had game day rituals of eating the same foods. I, I can remember that uh, when I was in start, where we used to always uh, sometimes go up to the M club uh, and we'd have spaghetti. So my, my whole thing was eating uh, a, <laughs> a big plate of spaghetti. No, serious, man. I, I hear you. Eat a big plate of spaghetti. And what I would like to do uh, was always go out 
and walk the field the night before if we were at a home game. My whole ritual was uh, uh, before game day, uh, the, the night before game, when uh, Coach Cheryl used to take us out and allow us to walk the field. And that I would make sure I walk 100 yards back, breathe the air, breathe the air. Think about a play during the game. Think about imagining myself making the big play, imagining what I would do if my teammates were to make the big play, how I would celebrate them. And once I, if I could get that vision clear, and I always understood that we would have an opportunity to beat whoever we were playing the next day. So uh, that was huge for me, imagining, thinking about it, picturing it. I always tell young people now, if you can't picture it, then you can't do it. Absolutely there. Turning to this season getting started, how much of an indicator for a full season is that first game anyway? I mean, and I don't mean just the win or the loss, because obviously a win gets you started right, a loss sets you behind the proverbial eight ball, but just how you play in an opening game, an individual, a team, what kind of indicator can we take? Because sometimes a team will look awful opening day and turn out great. Sometimes they come out like a house on fire and then they blow up midseason. Uh, is, is an opening game that important a reminder of what the team should be? That, that's a good question. And I think it, it varies from team to team. Most of the team, I've been in a situation that uh, during my playing time, David, where we started off with a big win and we lost two or three in a row. We started off with a loss and we won three or four, five or six in a row. So when, when you look at indicators, uh, I think the week after, hmm. the after either result, because you know uh, you can you can beat a team that sometimes people say you sh- you weren't supposed to win that game, and then you can start thinking that hey we're we're better we're great we just beat this team now the next opponent is easy and so you lose focus as a team going into the next game then sometimes that loss refocuses it shifts the focus back to the smaller thing we all know that winning that we 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 lose sight of what's important but when you lose. You, you, you refocus, you go back to the small thing, you study film a little harder, you figure out what went wrong, how it went wrong, and you go back and fix it. I don't like losing, but sometimes that refocuses the team for the better in the long run. In the long run, indeed. All right, let's say you know, you're going to be tuned in watching the game tomorrow. Uh, speaking from the vantage point, not just as a Mississippi State fan, but as a player yourself, if you're watching for one, just one thing to judge about a team in general, how they look, how they act, uh, their appearance, um, how they perform, if you're looking for just one thing as an indicator of, I like this team, or I'm worried about this team, what would it be? How they take adversity. Ah, excellent. Uh, things, things that something's going to go wrong. There's going to be a bad play call from Arnett. There's going to be a bad play call from head coach Mike Leach. There's going to be a bad play by Will Rogers. There's going to be a bad play by Jet Johnson. There's somebody who's going to make a bad play. How do we handle the adversity? How do you come back after that play? Do you move on to the next play after a turnover? Whatever it is, you create a turnover on defense, right? Do you go back and think the game is won? Do you come back and play just as hard the next series of down as you did before? So I like to see how team acts in the moment of adversity when you had a good drive going and you get down to the 15, 20 yard line and you fumble the ball, look to your sideline, look to your quarterback. And then then you'll find the answer to what your team is made up. If your sideline dropped his head and swoons, then it's probably going to be a long season. But if you got everybody over there confident, 
They're, they're not worried about the turnover. The defense is racing onto the field. They're scrapping up and getting ready to get that football back. And I think you got an outlook on a very good season to be. You know, that's a very good segue into our next phase of our conversation here. But first, I want to remind everyone listening this, that if you like what you're hearing, give us a rating on Apple Podcast. All right, adversity. Last year, Mississippi State, who had not played Memphis in over a decade, and that's probably unthinkable to you because you played Memphis all four seasons when you were a Bulldog varsity player. They went a decade without. I think I will always insist that Mississippi State did more to lose that game than Memphis did to win the game. Now, that's not taking anything away from the Tigers. They had to take advantage of their opportunities, such as a gift-wrapped touchdown to start the game, uh, Bulldogs missing field goals, making some curious decisions, and frankly, some uh, really fouled-up officiating from the SEC. I'm, I'm sure that shocks you that that happened. <laughs> anyway, and, and not only that, the real shocking part was the SEC even apologized for the mistake made, particularly on the uh, dead punt that wasn't dead after all. But yeah, they had a lot of adversity, and it shook them up some, but they were able to bounce back, win some games later on. But related to that, now, what do you recall from playing Memphis teams and their athletes? And, and more to the point, when you faced them, what was your impression of how they regarded Mississippi State football? Well, one day, we always beat them. So, <laughs> but they were close games. They were tight games, too. Tight. Hey, yeah. 100 point, one point. It's a win is a win. <laughs> and, and that's the way we took it. Uh, when you look at, talk about that Memphis. Uh, Series, I, I would call it. I wouldn't exactly call it a rivalry. We were, were just a better team all the time. Sometimes we played like it. Sometimes we didn't. But we always came out victorious during my time. They were a lot of trash talkers. They, they, <laughs> they had a lot of guys over there that really thought they were better than they were. Now, Memphis had some great players. They had some uh, likes of D'Angelo Williams, Mike McKenzie, Bonky Perkins. Some of those guys really did a, a great job up there playing for the Memphis Tigers. But during, during that time, just trash talking. Trash talking was the one thing that stood out against Memphis. Again, as I mentioned, it wasn't a whole lot to, to remember about them. We always won. As you mentioned, there were tight games. I can uh, remember a play for myself uh, during Memphis in 2000. Uh, we needed a, a, a turnover, and uh, Coach Dunn called a, a 51. I can tell you, called play, play right now. I still got it in my memory, as old as I am. 51 double eagle bullets with a mic linebacker blitz the middle. And I was able to pop free and knock Neil Suber, knock the ball from Neil Suber. And we recover. And DeCenzo Miller skirts uh, around the right side for the winning touchdown. So if you ask me what I remember about Memphis, it's being undefeated against them, David. I imagine you also remember that it was a little bit warm to open that 2000 season up in Memphis that year, too. God, I think I might have lost 14 <laughs> pounds that day. I need to have a whole body cramp. About ten barrels of uh, Pedialyte. All right, it was a long, it was a long ride back on that bus going back to Starkville. Well, hopefully, it's a happy ride uh, back to the Seal Center tomorrow for the Bulldogs after the six thirty kickoff and um, three hours or so game. You know, looking at Memphis, um, I won't pretend that I've done a deep dive scouting them. Just going with basically what Coach Leach and the assistant coaches and players we've spoken to this week have said. They uh, comment that yes, Memphis has athleticism. Well, we saw that last year. They have a sophomore quarterback who really was key to their team last year. Uh, one thing our partner uh, Steve Robertson has pointed out on jeanspage.com, they were really good at scoring in first quarters and not getting behind. Now, Mississippi State did take a lead last year, but did not put them away and paid a dear price for it. 
the Tigers, I believe, have a a new coordinator who has uh, not called plays before as a coordinator on the defensive side of the ball. But basically, though, there's some unknowns about this bunch because, again, you're having to scout what these coaches have done at other places. And that's something that happens in all levels of the game. Really, the point, Mario, is more to talk about what this Mississippi State team is because, and Coach Steve Spurrier, who you and he could have some fun conversations, I will guarantee, even if he is an offensive guy, he's a great fellow to talk to. He basically summed it up in that uh, they can only worry about us. Uh, the Bulldogs need to focus on themselves, maybe even more than the opponent this week, because expectations are high for this season, and they should. I did a little graphic today about the number of graduate seniors, of regular seniors, of true juniors, multi-year juniors, returning starters all over this lineup. Um, you will never hear a coach say, I've got an old team, but you, Mike Leach, he can't call this a young team. This is a veteran Bulldog team that is ready to produce. Well, when you, when all the things you said, one of the things that stood out to me is you said the Memphis Tigers last year scored a bunch, scored in bunches in the first quarter, and they got ahead. And I think that what Coach Arnett has to be mindful of, they they are used to playing from ahead. Don't allow that tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow night. You gotta you gotta create a turnover, or at least get the ball back the offense. Put your offense in great position so that the Bulldog are playing from ahead and not the Tigers. And so when when you have a team that feeds off of that energy from playing ahead, from being ahead, that's the one thing you have to take away. And you're correct. We uh, Mississippi State Bulldogs have a, a veteran team now, so they should be they should understand it. And that scouting report, this team likes to get out to an early lead. And on offense, you got to know this defense likes to allow their offense to play from ahead. So those are the two keys to the game. I think if if you write it down as Coach Mike Leach or you you're in your pregame speech tonight, you let your team know that these are the keys, two of the keys to beating the Memphis Tigers tomorrow night. I think it's a simple game plan. Score in bunches, score early, and score often. You know, there were games last year where State fell behind, uh, particularly the Auburn game really stands out. You're down four scores basically before you even got your feet on the field and still come back to win. But that's doing it the hard way, and those are circumstances unlikely to repeat themselves. I, I agree with you. The, the State has to come out and establish themselves almost immediately. The, the, one of the issues we've had these first two seasons getting the air raid going is it just starts slow. I did a, a story that ran on the site um, today, in fact, about explosive plays and built it into also the fact that, you know, Mississippi State was just not good in scoring in first quarters last year. The few games they did, they usually won. I, I know that's a really simplistic way to look at it, but there's nothing like the confidence team gets when you put some points on the board on your first to second possession. You feel like, okay, we're ready to play this game and, and what it does to a defense as well. <laughs> Speaking of the Auburn game, man, I think I'm still just in shock. <laughs> I, I got a good buddy of mine, Takeo Spikes, and, and, and we always talk about this game. He's an Auburn legend, man. And, and we talked about this game, and they were up, and he was calling me and talking all kind of trash, and they send me, send me five, this money, that money, and I didn't want to talk to him. But, boy, <laughs> when I saw that score at the end of the game, you better believe I was FaceTiming. I was tweeting. I was on Instagram. I was trying trying to find every way imaginable to talk to every Auburn Tiger that I knew out there, man. And so when you look at it that way, if we're going to come from behind and just win the football game, get down. If that's exciting, you're going to give me 
take away the little bit of heartache. But if we're going to come from behind and win, hell, I'll take it every time. I'll take it every week, man. I really, hey, 7 0, 8 0, doesn't matter to me. Just win the darn football game. I agree, but I'll say this. It's a whole lot easier on the fan base if you jump out to a lead and maintain it. And, and frankly, I'll be very curious to see because for a couple of years, State has not done that very often, if at all, how this team operates. Uh, do they keep the foot on the gas? Do they keep doing what they're doing, or do they adjust as Memphis adjusts? Do they dictate their will on this Memphis team as a Southeastern Conference club should do to a team from their conference? I know that sounds arrogant, but that's the fact. You're playing in the SEC. Play like an SEC team against these non-conference teams. You kill a gnat with a sledgehammer is the old saying that I used to have. I still say it. Hey, don't give them any breathing room. Mike Leach has the type of offense, again, that I mentioned, can score early, can score often. Let's, let's impose that will. Let's show the country what kind of offense that is and what the Bulldog identity would be this season. That's something we hadn't talked about. What will be the Bulldog identity? I know we can throw the football. They can toss it around the field, but how do you do it? Do you do it in big plays, explosive plays? Do you take the four or five-yard gains and just march the ball up and down the field? David, what will be the, the identity for the Mississippi State Bulldogs this year? Well, based on two and a half weeks of practice and scrimmages we watched, uh, the offense should be a little more explosive. They should be more directed downfield instead of just uh, default hot routes to the running backs. I mean, it's all well and good because, you know, Jacobius Marks and Dylan Johnson can do good things with the football. You just like for them to catch the ball downfield with their momentum headed that direction instead of in the backfield, have to stop, start, that kind of thing. I like the receivers. Uh, I don't know that there's a Makai Polk out there, obviously, but then this time a year ago, we weren't sure what Makai Polk himself was. So somebody has a chance to step forward. I just think the versatility should show up. We got some physical matchups on the outsides with the receivers. We got speed inside with those receivers. I still think it comes down to not just Charles Cross replacing him. Okay, you never replace a Charles Cross, just filling his spot. No, never. Which, yeah. Dollar Bill Johnson's had a good camp. What they do at right guard and right tackle. And inside word is that Cole Smith will probably get a chance to start at right guard after beginning camp as a backup. And they've moved the number one right guard out to right tackle. They're just trying to put an offensive line together. At this point, I am totally confident in the defense. I mean, they've got an attitude. They showed it even in past skill. They were hitting people. And Mike Leach didn't protest. I mean, and, and Zach Arnett certainly wasn't going to tell his guys to dial it back. So they're going to come out ready to play. They've been ready to play for three weeks. I want to see if the offense comes out ready to play right now, ready to execute and to get some chunk plays. And I, if you do that, I think State not only starts the season off well, they start building conference for the rest of the season, and they don't have to just eke things out here and there or catch a lucky break, that they can make things happen of their own energies. That'd be nice to see him go downfield just a bit, showcase the arm. But the other question that you have to ask yourself is throwing the ball around 40, 50 times a game, how much value does the running back have in, in this offense? Who, who would be that guy instead of just catching passes? Uh, keep teams honest. I know the air raid offense has not particularly been known for that, but if, if, we, if the Bulldogs can get a running game and establish a, a running back, what do you think that would do for the offense? Absolutely. And uh, matter of fact, last night watching a game, I'm not going to name the team, but there was a coach who runs an air raid variation and he had a lead late in the game. 
and two t- series with the ball and does nothing to run the ball or high percentage plays to keep the clock moving and ended up costing them dearly. And that's one of the things that I worries me about the air raid. I mean, how do you adjust a situation in the course of the game that are to your benefit, not just playing from behind, but playing from ahead, which is something we really need to see this team develop as well. So Lots of questions to answer the first game. I think Mississippi State has the answers this year. Uh, far fewer unknowns than the recent couple of seasons, but only game time actually shows it. And Mario, I'm sure you're going to be tuned in, watching it from a safe distance. I'll be in the press box, and we'll be talking about it next week on the Doghouse. I so look forward to it, and I hope everything we talked about, the Bulldogs are able to establish and get that first victory. That's our first edition of Mario Murray and Mississippi State Football. If you like what you're hearing, give us a rating on Apple Podcast. And this is the Doghouse on the Believe, B-L-E-A-V, network, uh, brought to you by Bet Online, where the game starts. Thanks for tuning in, and we look forward to speaking to you again. Mario, have yourself a good weekend. All right, you too.